Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men Originals podcast. I'm Steve Hall. Delighted to be joined by Chris Page, Chloe Bloxham, and Dan Club. Not wearing shorts, we've taken the feedback on board. Dan, he is fully. Tra- <laughs> For those who watch the show, some of you might be gutted about this. Some of you might be relieved. You will not get to see Dan's inner thigh anymore. I'm gutted about it. I am. <laughs> I bought podcast pants in uh, just in case. They just live upstairs. These now, podcast and pants. if ever emergency podcast arises, here I am. There see that message now makes sense to me. I saw it this morning, and it was like, okay, sounds like funny message, and now it all yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I apologise to those who are disappointed, by the way. It wasn't my decision. But yeah. <laughs> he's, been, he's reluctantly wearing trousers. I'm one of the ones who's disappointed. I think Dan's got great No, I, I am disappointed. I, I was enjoying the comment section, to be honest. <laughs> no, I was I, I, for it. it. It was a bit much for me. I, I, I yeah, agree. the social clips. I don't mind. The, the, I don't mind like seeing your knees below, yeah. but it was the upper in a fight. Mm. And I, I, kept, I kept thinking, oh, his knob's going to fall out here at any point. Um, I don't know. It never. <laughs> but, but it, I, I was worried about. I was worried for yeah. you. No, I was worried. Yeah. I wasn't worried. Did you keep watching though? I bet the retention was quite good. <laughs> Just in case, watch till the end. Yeah. I no, can't believe what pops out of Dan shots. Looking at it, I bet I will. Yeah. yeah. Harrison here just says no more thigh in the chat with with some crying emojis. Sorry. So Harrison's got Sorry, to wait. I, yeah, I thought the worst part of it all though was your little. Two the seconds piece. ago, yeah, yeah no, that that might be the the biggest stick in my well, life. If I'm not bringing, the... well, you just watched Cal the Dragon do a TikTok <laughs> video upstairs. I'm really disappointed. If I haven't got shorts, I'm at least bringing that to the party. No, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Right then, we're going to be talking about the big week that's ahead for Liverpool. Obviously, City, Chelsea, and Arsenal on the horizon. A bit later on, we've got a little bit in the second about the transfer stuff and some non-Jew Bellingham. Yeah, it's Hosko Gavardi or Liverpool centre back issues. Have a little bit of a chat about that and loads of other bits and bobs in the way before we get there very quickly Chris um, got a kickoff question from Adam one of our Discord users he says out of the team who featured in the Legends game at the weekend other than Stevie G who would you like to have back in their prime in this current Liverpool squad Sammy up alongside Virgil mm-hmm. absolutely Sammy was good you know I got to speak to him thankfully and you know he's lost weight I mean, most footy players get fit, like fatter mm. shout out Charlie Adam <laughs> Sammy up was the, he was really thin and, and I asked him what's going on he went He's doing lots of like endurance type sports, so yeah, he's he's gone. He's he's lost the way, and he drives motor cars, so he has to be lighter now. So, yeah, Sammy and his prime get him. Him next to Verge will be uh, mm. with all kinds. I know of they, stuff. they were both left sided, weren't they? But like, if you get Sammy in your prime, three point two William, Willem two, that that's Sammy up here. Then then he's slotting in there for the future yeah, as well. It's a good he? answer, Chloe. Good anyone answer. else? We 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 got to see the game live. Yeah. At one point, Chloe said, "Who was the fat baldy fella?" And I thought she meant me. But she didn't. She, did, she mentioned Charlie. Off. <laughs> he only finished playing like a year ago, didn't no. he? He's had a good summer, Charlie. Yeah. Good yeah, luck to him. Like fair play to him as well. I love it. And he was giving the Rangers fans a bit of stick on that as well. I, he I was, was but I did not recognise that man. That man on that pitch didn't look like Charlie Asm to me. Um, if you got him to take a penalty and he hit it over the bar, you'd recognise. Yeah, him. <laughs> that's only. But sadly, he didn't get that opportunity. Um, I Thankfully. thought the two best players on on the the pitch was Mark Gonzalez and Ragnar Klavan. I really enjoyed watching Ragnar. Clavan, uh, he was playing fullback, and obviously, you know, he's he's not on the level of Sammy Hippie that you just said. Fullback. I thought they were playing three at the back. He did, but he ends up playing. He ends up playing like left wing back. Yeah, that's basically, well, basically, wow. Well, the lads who could run, 
just went full back. Yeah, so someone like, went off injured. Cavani again, yeah. And basically, Aurelio went left. Oh, Aurelio. I'd like Aurelio. That's the answer. Back. I love Fab at left. It's a bit of depth at left back there, isn't it? Like, yeah. I know. She just fancies Fab Aurelio. Oh, I love Fabio he Aurelio. He was quality. Yeah, left peg on him. Um, it's it's hippier, but it's not. If it's not, it's Skirtle for me. I he like Martin Skirtle. He won the, the pen. He was literally in this team and Jürgen could not wait to get rid of him. I know, him. but in his prime, we're we all centre-back issues, topical, I'm going to come on to him a bit later. I think he'd do a job for us now, to be honest with you. Just no nonsense next to Verge. I'm, I'm fine with it. You know what? <sighs> We've already had Hippie and it's obviously Gerald outside of that. I mean, it's not Clavan at left-back. I think it is, love his turn. It is, Sam. You know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hate to see Robbie Keane. Just what 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 could what? Have, what Robbie Keane what could have been full <laughs> off attacking options. I know. I, I I always think he could have been. It could have worked. But no, Sammy appears the right answer. Yeah, Slot Sammy next yeah. to Virgil. Yeah, but I couldn't say Sammy after you. But I'd, I'd still go with Fabio Aurelio. Fair enough. That's Love absolutely that fine. Let us know anyway if you're there watching or listening. Along. It ain't Robbie Keane, by the way. No, of course it ain't. I just would have liked to have seen Robbie Keane in, be good. I wish it worked out better, and I think he could have had a chance under Jurgen. To be better because Rafa Benitez didn't like him. Mark Gonzalez is in his prime, by the way. Yeah, no, he, he, he's better than that. Shout ever. out to Mark Ladson from the Soundfield. By the way, if anyone watched the press conference, the first question Mark Gonzalez asked, I was sitting right next to Mark. He went to, to Matt. Mark, uh, he went to Mark Gonzalez. Mark, um, you're scoring more goals in these games than you are in your Liverpool career. <laughs> you must be enjoying it. And I was like, Wow, fair play to Matt Ladson for saying that to the fella straight away. Off the I bat. Love that. I love that. It was, it, it was ruthless. But he did play well, fair play to him. It was absolutely ruthless. But yeah, if you, some, some people think Dan Agger, well, he wasn't in the team, so he doesn't count. Oh, but but yeah. Believe me, if Daniel Agger was in that team, Why? I'd have said Daniel Agger. Why is that? He's incredible. I loved that man. His passion is... Okay. He, I mean... Everyone says he's not Chris good. There you go. It's not that I fucking hate him. I just don't think he was very good. I just think he was massively overrated. I, I don't think he was overrated. What about the little Lewis Garcia action? You were, I love Lewis. Yeah, you were happy that he kept giving the ball away, and it was like I've seen this film before. Yeah, every time he, he, he has not changed. Then <laughs> yeah, it was he came off the pitch after about ten minutes or something. Well, someone snapped. It was still in petrol. He broke yeah. his leg. That's why. Yeah. yeah, right. Then we'll move on away from the Legends game. Go and check out all the uh, the stuff the foundation are doing. If you want to donate as well. They're raising some really good money, so yeah, go and check out the foundation. Me and Chloe got to have a nice day down there. I did. If nothing else as well, including going viral on the internet with Chloe's video of uh, Stevie G giving it to the Celtic fan. It's all available for you. Right, then we put it off long enough. Chris, uh, I called it the, the Monster Week, starting this weekend upcoming. We don't have to go into specific into the City games, etc., because we'll do that on Thursday night point. But in general, it is the week of all weeks. It's the season-defining week. We're going to know this time next week if Liverpool season's over or what we're in for or what we're doing, it's, it's huge, really. Chelsea, sorry, City away, Chelsea away, Arsenal at home. That's that's as, as tough a run as you can get. It's huge, really. It is. It's, it's going to define the entire season, isn't it? Obviously, you know, so far, I think we've defined by not being in any more cups or anything like that. And this sort of league form that's been up and down all, all season long and, you know, how many times we've turned the corner and stuff. But this, this feels like if we don't get six points from these nine points available I'm not sure Liverpool can get Champions League footy I agree I don't I think you need at least six points and even then I don't know whether six points is enough Um, it obviously depends what happens Spurs in there now no longer have Conte let's see what you know that does to the morale of the team um, but for Liverpool it, it feels like it's a make or break week which to be fair it's felt like this every single week I suppose Dan two very tough away games and one of them was an early kick-off the good news is we're both we're excellent away and we're excellent in early kick-offs yeah they're the same graces aren't they out of all of this, yeah. and we're really boss after breaks normally as well so yeah. everything's like pointing in the right direction for Saturday I can't wait Um no, it is it is season defining, of course. It's, like I say, we've kind of sat here before now and said, "Oh, they look huge set of fixtures and so on and so on." But unfortunately, because we've been so crap at times this season, some of the results have been so poor. I sat here last week and said, "If we don't get top four, we've only got ourselves to blame because those above us aren't exactly outstanding." But 
now we've left ourselves no room for manoeuvre. Like, if we were going into this in fourth, like Tottenham are, for instance, we could go, oh, do you know what? If we could just wing one and draw one, that's fine. We can move on from that. But we haven't got that wiggle room anymore. We need to get at least six points. I actually said seven upstairs. I think we probably need to get out undefeated from these three, which, unfortunately, given the way we've played, looked pretty much impossible to do. And I hate to say it, but it just does. Mm. If you told me we're going to be undefeated from these three and win two of them, I'd think you're a little bit mad, to be I honest. Enough for that. Chris, I suppose that the, the flip side is, which all joking aside, Liverpool's best performances this season have came against tougher teams. I think they did really well against City at home. They were right in that Arsenal game up until the in- I think Luis Diaz got yeah. injured yep. and then it all kind of fell apart. Liverpool went behind really early but got a foothold in that. Um, Should have had a penalty as well. The Chelsea game was a stalemate, really nil-nil. And that was like, that was Jürgen kind of They've stopping been stalemate for a yeah. long time. Every game Chelsea against games, them. Like, you know what I mean? You just have to think back to the two finals on wins on penalties and three stuff. Three so nil-nils in a Incredibly run. difficult games between two sides that know each other probably better than any two sides in the league maybe arguably Liverpool and City know, mm. know each other really well but we've had so many games against Chelsea in high pressure situations haven't we that that's just that's got nil-nil rows all over it for me again especially with two sides who probably are both not in a position to be able to risk it and I think that's the the interesting thing with the the City game is do Liverpool go for three points or do they sit and try and get like just a snide one and win one nil and I think it's always really difficult when you're in a situation where you know you've got these three games you know the massive you know you need loads of points from these three games do you risk it like can you afford to or do you or, and, and Klopp has always I think been quite conservative in the big games mm. you just have to think back to one of the seasons we lost by a, one of the seasons we lost by a point to Manchester City or whatever those games against Everton and Manchester City where he just didn't roll the dice because naturally he's just quite a conservative fella I think in terms of football tactics anyway and that's the like against City I think he's going to be conservative and not try and like blow them away and, and that's that's when we've had success against City is when mm. we've gone at them. And I think naturally he'll probably not, which is mad. I suppose probably the flip side is in in those days, we were the ones near the top trying to stay up there. When, when Liverpool have got a gap to, to bridge, like Dan and Chris mentioned before, he might have to just go for it. Like To be fair, I thought the City home game, Liverpool was solid defensively, but we we always had the attack and threat. I, and I'm not sure this side are good enough to defend at the moment to just sit back. It's a, there's, there's, he's got he's got decisions to make, hasn't he, in all three games? It kind of feels like, you know, maybe his first year under uh, Liverpool, but also when Rodgers, when we were going for the league, it feels very much like we're going to have to outscore Yeah, It's going to be one of, one of them where we'll just have to score more than you. Um, and, and like Chris mentioned, I feel like when we actually go at people, that's when we can get at them. You should not... How many times have we screamed it in the past four seasons where teams have just been a little too scared against Manchester City and sat back and ultimately they've just been pulled apart because 90 minutes with how much they control a ball, you get shattered, there's gaps eventually. Um, but like the signs, I think Brentford this season... You get at them. You can you can beat them, um, and Liverpool have enough quality on the pitch to actually put the ball in the back of the net. It is obviously the other way where we 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 struggle at the moment. So yeah, it's one of them where I feel like we we don't have the option to to sit back and be conservative because you need as many points as as you can get. Chelsea probably isn't you know. It, that is is away, um, and it's an eight pm kickoff midweek. The lads, we don't do well there. Um, and also, Arsenal, that's, yeah, it's at home, the top of the league. They're there for a reason. Um, so I really don't feel like we, we have the option to, to sit back and try and pick and, the and points the, where sorry, we want them. In the City game as well, obviously, we know how, how poor we are in, in, in the early kickoffs and everything else. Hmm. It's just lucky, Dan, I suppose, that they're not really fast starters. Yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah, and we because we're we're we, really good in the early part of games. Well, we're notoriously <laughs> solid early on. Like keep it keep it tight, and we'll build from there. It's been our mantra pretty much all season. To be fair, you mentioned the Arsenal game. I went to that for us, and it was like conceding the first minute, and then like the first minute, the second half is off. For God's sake, just stop people scoring early on. So, yeah, it's got all the hallmarks of all the negativity we've seen this season. This game hasn't like say early kick off away from home, probably in that. 
godforsaken kit that we all hate now. It's a nightmare. No, they've got to wear red. They'll it's a nightmare. Red. It's a nightmare of a fixture. That's the only like saving grace is that we're not going to be wearing that. I know, yeah. I'm fed at up least, with that one. At least we're all finding the funny, you know, moments out of it instead of actually laugh, being depressed. Don't laugh. Well, yeah, you can laugh up until it happens. You're going to cry for two days. Yeah, on the, on the topic of how we approach it, we, we have to fight five and five. Just go for it. I'd like to go there and be conservative. I just don't think we're good enough defensively to, to keep them out. They're, they're so good. They're going to keep passes to death. It's like yeah. death by a thousand passes. You just can't keep them out forever. So fight five with fire. Let's see what happens. And we're probably going to have all our attackers available to us for the first time this season. Yeah, I think. there's a chance. So the, we'll, we'll speak about Diaz in a minute for sure. Now, City have got their own issues. Again, we'll do a full preview of this on Thursday Night Pines. We'll know more about Erlen Haaland in particular by then. Mm. They're probably going to be without Phil Foden. We know that, Chris. But I, I was thinking before about like the, the Chelsea away is actually the easiest of the three games. And our record against Chelsea... Isn't it's I mean it's just draws it's draws are plenty recently. I think if you had to say like which is the most likely to win, it should be that one. But that just shows you in general how tough a task it is that the easiest of three games is going to be away to to Chelsea. It's a place that you're not very good normally as yeah. well, isn't it? And it, it it is. It's got it's going to be because the other two sides are the top two sides in the country right now, aren't they? And you know you got. A fella in Ireland who scored about a bazillion goals already this season, and it, and it only took him a bazillion touches to do it. Um, and obviously Arsenal are just playing with a confidence and and a youthful exuberance at the moment that they feel like the that they can't be stopped as well. And you know it it's funny, isn't it? Because I think when we were going into the Arsenal game earlier on in the season, I was very much there was a narrative there for me around how. You know, Liverpool have always kind of had Arsenal's number under Jurgen Klopp, and even prior to that, under under Brendan Rodgers and stuff. And it was the new versus the old guard and all that type of stuff. And I think that result against us is probably what's given them the confidence to go. Do you know what? We are supposed to be here. Of course, we we've just beaten them. Finally, you know, we're normally tonked four and five nil, and I've been for the best part of the decade. That's the real switch in mentality for them, where they truly believe that now, you know, we're the we're the team to beat. Now, Liverpool have passed it. We've crossed them on the stairs, and we're going to fire on. So uh, they'll be looking to continue that. You know, putting the the, the foot to the throat, etc., and, and just pile on. Yeah, absolutely. We, I, I said before, by the way, we'll know in a week or time. It's in two Mondays' time when we all have, yeah. have played all these games, but. That was kind of the the point, Chris. That I suppose I'll stick with you on this one. And again, there's there's plenty of time to watch these games in particular. But like, what happens at the Etihad can be instructed to what happens at Chelsea. Like, if you go and win, if you go and win at the Etihad, which listen is hard to do on the best side, never mind with this Liverpool side. All of a sudden, a draw at Chelsea isn't the end of the world. But because the turnaround is so quick between those two games, you know, it's Saturday morning, Tuesday. Jürgen's almost. I wonder how he's planning, like. His team all week. Is he thinking of just beating City and then just picking up the piece and seeing what's there at Chelsea? Or has he got two teams in mind? There's rest and rotation. Who can I leave out there to play there? This is all because this Chelsea game got moved to a very awkward time due to the cancellation. Um, obviously, when the Queen died, it does feel like it's been that, especially with it being a Tuesday, really does like throw a few spanners in works. Yeah, it will do. I think Jürgen's going to manage it as he always does, to be honest with you. I think he's going to look at the block of fixtures between now and the end of the season. And, and ultimately, look, like, look, you get your team wrong in the first three games in terms of the sports science side of things. That can fuck five, six, seven games later down in the in the season. So it might go against what us as football fans want, which is best team, best mm. team, best team. But if it puts you in a position to win the most points over the longer period of time, which is between now and the end of the season, then Jürgen's got to take that way. And he's got to plan accordingly as well, isn't it? L- lucky in, in some ways that, you know, at least we're the early on the Saturday and the late on the Tuesday, which gives us, in those two days' worth of games, the longest break that we can possibly have. But it's going to be tough for him to manage it. But now, as you mentioned before, you know, with the six attackers, we might be able to freshen it up a little bit. You know, with a couple of midfielders coming back into the fray and, you know, we might be able to freshen the midfield up a little bit. So, fingers crossed, we've got the tools to be able to do it. Let's speak about Diaz then, Chloe. At time recording, we don't know exactly where he's at, but most reports are that he's he's been training over the last couple of weeks and they want to put him into full team training this week. And they'll see how he reacts. This happened last time, by the way. He got to train, and that's when his body broke mm. down. So we do have to caveat that. And I don't want to piss on any bonfires, but it's worth mentioning about. But if Liverpool can have some semblance of Luis Diaz back for those games, if he can feature as a even off the bench in a few of them, psychologically, it's a huge, huge boost for Liverpool to have another top player back. He's caused damage against these sides before, or he's done really well against all three of them in specific moments. I think, in particular, Chelsea. I thought he was good in the final, you know, when he when he when he played the game there. He was I think he was having a very good game against yeah. Arsenal until he yeah. got absolutely smashed as well. He's done damage against City. 
But the flip side of that is, we've seen with someone like a Jota now, I've, he hasn't played for ages, Luis Diaz, and then just to throw him back in into three very high-intensity games, like they're going to be A, really careful with him, and B, you can't expect too much of him. It's almost like whatever you get, a little bit of a bonus, really, because it's, it's been a long old time. Yeah, I don't expect to see the real Luis Diaz until next season, yeah. if I'm being honest. That's just how yeah, I yeah. feel. Um, <clears throat> and if you've got any single doubts that hit him playing towards the end of the season will affect next season. I just wouldn't play him because it sounds like putting him back in and, and us getting top four, but then next year without him, if he gets another injury, the fact that he came back, he was in training, we expect him to, to start coming back into it, and then he's out for pretty much the rest of the season. I don't want to reoccur an injury. I don't want it to flare up. We've got to be really, really careful because he is not just for next year. He's not... Oh, hello. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Klaus. Yeah, there's you. Don't want to reoccur an injury. Yeah. 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 She's the one down I didn't like my voice enough. Um, but yeah, it, it, Lewis Diaz isn't just for now. He's not just for... He's five, six years for the future him as well. So we really can't affect that. Um, do you think but, Liverpool... Sorry to interrupt. Do you think Liverpool won't have taken him, like precautions already? I don't... I feel well, like... They fucked it last time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what, that's that what I mean. Problem. Surely if they fucked it last time, they must go, we are not rushing him back. So well, I, I think, think they must that... be in a position where they go... Well, he's got to be right. I've got to put my trust in them there, surely, yeah. no? I get what you mean. I just, I don't know what part he plays. He can be in the squad, sure, and that has big effects on teams having to think about another game plan in case we do bring them on and what happens there. Because if you've got 15 minutes to go and you're in a game and Liverpool have had a lot of possession and then they bring Luis Diaz on, okay, yeah, that changes the mentality of it. But at the same time, like we mentioned, it, it, they messed it up last time and Lewis Diaz was out for ages. That's what I mean. I just, what, I don't, my, my, I'm not arguing about whether he's going to be good or not. I, you know, I completely agree with you on that. My thought process was... We won't we, do it again. We like Surely we can't mistake. do that again. I didn't think we had a doctor the first time around, did we? I didn't yeah. think we had a doctor. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not been good we since we've had a doctor either, yeah. to be honest. Um, we're making a lot of mistakes, so exactly. because we had Oxley Chamberlain yeah. and Cater... Who weren't on the Champions League exactly. list, but then they came back soon yeah. enough so they could have. Yeah, look, it's one of them where you'd think that these have their head screwed on and know that, but at the same time, it's Liverpool Football Club this season and I couldn't tell you what the hell mm. is going on behind the scenes with any stage of our club. No, we right, don't have a sporting director. Well, we do. We do, for now. Well, we don't. He's still, he's still working. He's, yeah. he's on guard. Uh, is he? Hopefully he's not uh, just phoning in. I've, I've left jobs in the past year. It can be, uh, <laughs> can be fun. Right, got a, we got a Super Chat £5 from Elite 6. Thanks very much for the 5 Super Chat says, we may as well go all out attack and if we get beat, we aren't expected to win anyway. Also, Darwin is the key to unlocking their defence. Dot, 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 and my heart. <laughs> I was waiting for something like God. that. Nice. He is the key, yeah, he is. Yeah. Is he, he's been, is he, he back? He, we'll find out how he is, by the way. He didn't go on international duty, Danny had a, a yeah. cut to his ankle. Hopefully, that's just Liverpool thinking, you know what, we could do without you going to Japan and playing play Japan and South Korea have a little rest. Yeah, I think it was. When you see he them, had the shoulder issue as well. Yeah, that's what I originally thought it was, to be honest yeah. with you, then I seen the cut stuff. But yeah, I think when you see international duty injuries that happen so early, like it literally announced him in the squad, and, oh, by the way, he's not coming. I think straight away you go, yeah, the club's had a word there. And Gakpo returned from Dutch duty as well with an illness. He's gone and back. He's gone back chicken curry, wasn't it? Chicken curry <laughs> problems, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have no doubt about Darwin. And I'm actually slightly more optimistic about Diaz. I, I mentioned it to Chris upstairs. I think the Jot, the very different players, him and Jota. Jota quite clearly is somebody who takes a long time to get back into form. I think we've seen that with him a few times now. We rushed him back for an injury as well, haven't we? Previously, he came back for the final, actually, and he wasn't ready at all. And I think Jota clearly struggles and takes quite a long time to get back up and running. I, I don't know, I'm, I'm more optimistic about Diaz. I don't think he's going to hit the ground and be amazing straight away this week, by the way. But I think if given some minutes, he could quite quickly build up to something like his old self. And maybe even, it'd be quite nice if he came back in for that Arsenal game, given that he got the injury against them and had an impact on that. I'm confident that he will have an impact between now and the end of the season. And to your point, Chris, as well, I think Liverpool have already made a mess of this once in terms of getting him back. I don't think they'll do it again. Do you reckon he, he plays some part on Saturday? City... If he's in the squad, there's no reason why not. Yeah, my I, opinion. I think it depends on the it's game. Not, it's not a big part. Yeah, it's, not, it's, yeah. it's a maximum thirty minutes, maximum for me. Yeah. Yeah, like he's not uh, Liverpool are three 0 down and he's your half-time sub. No, type it of, can't be. No, it, I agree it's, with ju that. it's just not that. I, I'm probably leaning more with, with Chloe on when his impact will be this season. I think we've put a lot of our hopes and dreams and expectations in when Louis Diaz comes back, but. 
it's six to eight to ten weeks for me before he really does it. And I hope you're right, Dan. I, I, mm. I really do, mate, because we need him. But my where I see his impact most of all is, you know, the last few weeks, the left-hand side hasn't been great. No, You yeah. know, Nunes has sort of come off the boil a little bit when he's been playing on that left-hand side. I just hope that Diaz being back training, Diaz being back in the squad light a fire under everyone else's eyes because they're thinking I need to keep my fucking place in this side mm-hmm. now I need to keep my place for next season I want to make sure that I'm the first name on the manager's team sheet that's where I expect he'll have the biggest impact or hope he has the biggest well, impact well on that there's actually a bit of a fight a bit of a three-way fight for that left-hand side role isn't it for next season especially if you look at Nunes probably wants to play out there Diaz that's pretty much his only natural position you'd say and Cody Gakpo has played out there previously Jota. and Jota, Jota you could bring in that conversation as well Gakpo you can probably take out and kind of put him central for the Firmino role so you're right. I think there is a genuine fight that probably starts the minute Diaz is back fit. Because as soon as he's back fit, Nunes has got to go. Oh, that lad's back now. I need to nail down my spot. And Jota the same. So yeah, I think and that's Jota a really... will be like that. Damn, only you'll be like shit when I get my thirty minutes in the game. I need to do something. Yeah, yeah got to make a count. Yeah, it's a really interesting dynamic to add to the mix because we can all see from the outside the amount of attackers we've got. I know we're going to lose Firmino later on this year, but the same. And we're all going, how do you fit them all on the side? They know that as well, you know what I mean? So they must be having the same conversations in their own head. Fingers crossed it all works out. We, we, we touched on it before then, just to let you know, in terms of the league table, Tottenham fourth, 49 points. They play 28 games, though. Newcastle are fifth, 47 points after 26. We're sixth, uh, 42 after 26. Brighton are 42 after 25. Even Brentford are on 40 after 27. I think we can probably rule them out, but... You mentioned before then about how we get into this top four. So bear in mind, Chris was seven points behind Spurs. Again, having played too fewer games than them. Newcastle are five points above us on the same amount of games. You said you think we need six points on these two. Is that right? Yeah, just because of the in terms of the quality of the opposition. I think you know um, we've been through some of the sides. Tottenham is it Tottenham that have got a really good run? Between now and the end we of the start season, Everton, don't they? We know that. Yeah. So, yeah. so I just think, in terms of the quality of the side, you can't accept anything less than six points out of these nine. You need to still be within touching distance, um, and and hopefully, maybe if you go lean more to what Dan said before about the seven points. At least the fact that you get through that sort of without a loss on your record, mm. that might be enough to give you that kick on to go and actually, do you know what? We've just done really well there. Seven out of nine against three of the toughest teams in the league. Maybe we can kick on from here. Mate, that bite your hand off a of seven. <laughs> that's the form yeah. that can kickstart something, though, isn't it? Because yeah. we've seen one game patches. That's not even a patch. We've seen one game <laughs> incidents here and there this season, haven't we? We've gone, there it is, there it is. But if we can put together three games whereby you don't get beaten, you do pick up seven points, maybe, that's genuine form. And you can carry that forward to the rest of the season. And on your point, I think it's Newcastle might have the kindest fixtures. Had a lot of us. Oh, they they start with United, so but after that, I'm pretty sure their fixtures get quite nice for the run into. I think Tottenham have got a relatively tough run. To I know they play there. each other as well, which is it might yeah. be a saving grace. And that's you. We play Spurs at we've Anfield. Spurs coming, yeah. We obviously we can't do anything now about Newcastle. We beat them twice. That we've done as much as we can against them, but we you know we've got games in hand on Spurs and we play them. That is massive. Are you taking Brighton seriously in this? Yeah, absolutely. Got I am, yeah. I, I think that, think they might be the best side. Yeah. I, I, like genuinely, I think they yeah. are better than Tottenham. They've been, be- they've proved that they're better than us at the moment. You know, Newcastle before the, I, I think I'm right in saying before the last game, they were in a little bit of patchy form. Yeah. The, the only yeah. thing I'd say about Brighton, sorry, is that they have a semi final against Manchester United. That might take. And the they've focus. got three game. The, the three game, the, 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 the fixtures are going to start piling up for them. Yeah. With that, especially with the FA Cup as well. That's why they've got three games in hand as well. So I suppose you're right there, Chloe. That. They've got to fit that semi-final in, potentially a final. They can definitely beat Man United. Mm. And before you know it, you, there's more games and more games and you wonder how their squad can cope with the you know, mid-week, weekend week. Because that's what Liverpool have got to deal with now. We've got it coming up as, as well with our rearranged fixtures. Like We've got Fulham and Chelsea, just these games that they just need to fit in. I suppose that's the thing what we'll, we'll see with Brighton because they have been really impressive. And I don't think anyone's been really talking about them. It's been almost a three-horse race. I mean, Brentford fans might be sitting here going, hang on a minute, we're, Nick. we're on the same amount of points as you. But in, I think Brighton should be taken seriously, at least. Yep. Would you all agree? 100%. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I like them. I think they're a really the good boss. side. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I just like the club tops, but it feels like they've just got everything going correctly. 
the the way they bring players the in, the transfers. Yeah. yeah, I mean they've managed to that Casado to sign a long term deal, which protects his price it's if he tries to force his mm. way out again. Um, Evan Ferguson's boss as well. Yeah, I just <laughs> I, I, I don't oh, mind Killian, Brighton. Killian Mbappe is a big fan. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that bit later. Well, it absolutely makes sense. <laughs> but on, coming up on the Bias Football Podcast later, by the way, we've got a little bit to speak about Kane and Mbappe. But yeah, in general, Chris, before we before we do move on, there is something to be said though. And if you're going back against the wall and you're going all guns blazing, it's the the bigger games haven't really been a problem for Liverpool this season. It's been it's been what's come after. You know, like so for example, we beat City, but then you can't beat Nottingham Forest a few days later after you scrape past West Ham and then you lose to Forest, or you beat again and then you lose to Leeds. It feels like these are these are the fixtures where almost take care of themselves a little bit if that makes sense you know what I mean like Liverpool have always they got batting United they do well against City they do not etc etc it feels like when it comes to big game time Jürgen and the lads still you know, they can still play a few hits you know what I mean that, uh, yeah, they, can, they, they can stay but we're talking about three games here and we've only beaten one of them yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so you, you know it's yeah, not yeah. like it's uh, the teams that we've we've come up against and done well against really is it you know obviously we've spoken about the draws against Chelsea and the loss against Arsenal so and it's the mentality side of things that, that that's what it comes down to that isn't it when you can when you can do well against your Manchester United's but you lose against your Bournemouth's and it that that's what needs to change and I, I don't know how you change it and I think Jürgen's struggling to to understand how you change that at the moment as well absolutely yeah, we'll do more build up towards uh, Man City on Thursday night pant this week uh Looking forward to it, by the way. Yeah, we'll, we'll be able to, as I mentioned before, Phil Foden, Erlen Haaland, all that kind of stuff. We'll have a, probably a clearer idea about Liverpool's team going into that one as well. So, yeah, do join us. 7 pm on Thursday for Thursday Night Pints. As it stands, we've got Jag from the Ragamuffins and Mark Morahan. Subject to change. As it stands. <laughs> Mate, things change. <laughs> I know, I know. We, we, we booked a guest. We know this. But yeah, we've got Thomas the Tank Engine and, and, a, and the guy who sang the Lewis Diaz song, Roberto Firmino song. The train on. strikes are on again. We might struggle with that. Yeah, there's, there's, there's plenty that could go wrong. It might be, it could be anyone. Come and tune in and find out who it is. Right then, after the break, going to be talking about Josko Gavardiol and Liverpool's links to him as well. Do come back and join us for some hot transfer talk right after these quick messages. Hey everyone, this month's prize for our Redmen Plus Club Legend draw. We're not just giving one thing away, we're giving eight. We've got eight six-packs of these amazing Liverpool beers. Presented by Carlsberg for their 30-year partnership with the Red Jet. We've got Ian Rush, Johnny Barnes, Sam Yippie, Robbie Fowler, Jamie Carragher and Lewis Garcia. If you want to be in the draw to win one of these eight six packs then all you gotta do is head to redmenplus.com sign up as a club legend subscriber you get loads of perks you get free merch you get discounts off other merch you get access to the discord chat free tickets loads loads more but most importantly you'll be in the prize draw at the end of march and yet you could be one of the eight special winners of these amazing six pack of beers if you're going to do it make sure you drink responsibly make sure you're over 18 as well but yeah redmenplus.com sign up as a club legend and get your hands on one of these amazing prizes hopefully Hey, it's the Bias Football Podcast. We're f***ing idiots. What Right, grudging respect. Chris? A little bit of a wild one this week. I'm going to give it for Danny Ings. Because Danny Ings has just decided to play for every team with claret and blue like it's his colour. There was just nothing in the news this week. <laughs> yeah, I think we can all agree. Danny Ings deciding two months ago to sign for West Ham. Do you respect the week? Bit, but how long was it? In a coma. Gary Lineker, Ian Wright, Steve Wilson, Alan Shearer. Every single person on the BBC. You know what? That'll do. Danny Ings. Danny Ings and Clean sweet, baby! Grudging respect of the week. Yeah. You know what, actually, Chris Payne Jack wins the grudging respect of the week. If you can get Danny Ings that win, Jesus Christ. It's the biggest story in the news has been all about footy and how much we respect every single person. But no, well in Danny. Hey, welcome back. Yeah, first of all, do get involved. As a Redmen Plus club legend, we'll be doing the draw very, very shortly. We're nearly in April and we're giving some alcohol beer away. If you're not over 18 and you're a legend, we can give it to one of your family. We'll send it to them for you as well. We're being responsible here, Chris, yeah? Yeah, okay. Please I'm giving alcohol away. alcohol beer. 
Well, you don't have to drink it. It's for show, really. If you drink it, that's on you. We're trying to give you it as ornaments. If you want to drink it, we're not going to stop you, but we're not going to tell you to do so either. Be responsible, etc., etc. And like my mum, my mum and dad once got one of those um, Prince Charles and Princess Diana Bell's whiskey bottles, like, and me, you got given it by. I think it was by the Outlaws, and. Um, they drank, they drank it. The outlaw, the in-laws. Sorry, my mum's. I was literally parents. looking at you like I was so confused. Like, Don't what? you call them the outlaws? No. Such a dad joke. Some you gotta cow, call them the some outlaws. Cowboy group from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so they got given this, and it was like a celebratory thing. It was in a, a proper, a proper bell shape, and it's got their picture. It was for the royal wedding yeah. and all that type of stuff. So my dad drank it one night anyway. It was worth eight hundred quid last time I checked, and my dad had filled it up with fucking tea, hadn't he? Like, you know what I mean? So his, so. Um, Mum and dad didn't know that he oh, drank yeah, it yeah, and okay, stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You what's could the, do the same. What's the empty bottle worth? Six quid. Well, you came down. Might be more now. You never know. Yeah. But, yeah, well, yeah. Could be worth. I might check. Not yeah. that it matters. So we just got an empty bottle. Yeah. Listen, if you want to have empty Coke, if you want to have empty beer cans of Liverpool Legends, you can as well if you want to drink them. And like I say, Bias Football Podcast will be coming up a little bit later on as well. Yeah, we'll be having a little talk about Antonio Conte, a little bit about Hodge, the return of the Hodge, a bit about Man United and their takeover news as well. And yeah, bell end of the week, grudging respect that we can all be back later on. Bias, they have got a little code for you as well if you sign up. Uh, using the code BIAS, that red B I S E D, by the way, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who was this? Best Paul ball. said it last week. B I S E D. B I S E D. With all that's the B- confidence in the world. B I S E D. We went, that's not. It absolutely isn't. It's B I A S E D. If you sign up, you'll get it. Uh, £2 a month for three months. We had guys I was involved. Basically, absolute brilliant Red Men Plus Club. Captain membership, yeah. Get yourselves involved. Yeah, you spell it with an A. There's definitely an A in it, Paul, if you're watching for so long. Right then, let's move on. Um, got a bit of hot transfer talk, and oh, oh, hello. I'll come to you first, then, Chris. You've just can you pronounce like every letter in his name for me? Yosko Gavardiol. Perfect. Yosko. Gavardial. I think it's right. Yeah. Love it. There we go. So Liverpool are in the running to sign RB Leipzig centre back Yosko Gavardial this summer. Gavardial is seen as an ideal partner for Virgil van Dijk and Jürgen Klopp is pushing the Liverpool board to invest heavily. That's from Pete O'Rourke, who uh, is the transfer correspondent for Footy Insider. Footy Insider have gone big recently. Some major investment into Footy Insider. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're getting all the stories out there, as many as they can. I'll start with you then, Chris. Um, that It would be a big old price, but we've spoken before about Liverpool. What are we talking about here? You're looking... 80-odd. 70, at least. They, they, there was talk that they want to make them the most expensive transfer... In terms of centre backs of all time, that's it's currently for fine, and I think he's, yeah. he's in that mix. But we've we've had conversations privately and on air as well, mate, about like centre half and what needs to be done there. In an, in an age where we know they're in for midfielders and they've got a lot of money to spend on midfielders, do you think they have to go big on a centre back as well? And do you think they need to? They, do you know what this all baffles me to be honest with you? Because I'm thinking to myself, well, if Liverpool aren't in for Jude Bellingham because they don't want to get involved in like a thing, is eighty million in your arse pocket for a centre back part of this? Like yeah. because. We've got Canate there and he's really good. And I I actually do think that Liverpool need to start thinking about centre-halves and stuff because it looks likely that Matip might be moved on in the summer. I'm hearing 10 to 15 million quid for, yeah, for Joel as, as an out. And, you know, that that makes sense. And he's only got a year on his contract. It's, it's actually quite a good fee if you were to get rid of Joel yeah. Matip there, wouldn't it be? Um, obviously, you know, Joe Gomez, there's still question marks over what level he's going to be playing at over the next few years and stuff. And I think, you know, and I mentioned this on the Deep Dive show last Friday, for me, and I, and I know this is not an opinion that most people will share, I don't think Virgil van Dijk's a pillar that you build around anymore. I think he's going to be 32 at the start of next season, and I do think you're going to have to start planning for post-Virgil van Dijk. And I I did caveat that with, he's absolutely in the team for the next years, Mm -hmm. if he wants to be in the team for the next years. Um, But you don't build around him. I do think you've got to start thinking about a succession for Virgil van Dijk, because, you know, in the same way that Liverpool let Mane go and, you know, I know the plan was to bring Diaz in in the summer and when Mane left, it didn't quite work out like that. I do think it's much better if you've got someone there in a year or two learning the ropes from the incumbent and then can slot into it. Mm-hmm. You know, Guardiola might be able to to move to that left-hand side or Canate might be able to move to that left-hand side. So, you know, but right now, I do think that it's a big position for Liverpool to deal with centre midfield obviously we're going to need at least two starters maybe even three starters but centre half has to be up there on where, you, where you're putting your money absolutely Chloe and we, we heard reports this week as well 
that Nat Phillips again is going to be allowed to leave. He's been looking to leave forever, so we'll <laughs> we'll cross that bridge. Reese Williams, who got recalled earlier, um, obviously with two of the injuries and the loans, when Liverpool thought they were going to be letting Nat Phillips go, he brought Reese Williams back, and then in the end, they're both here now. There's talk that he could be sold as well. There's been decided he's going, so there could be some centre half movement. It could be that you you cash in on Phillips, Williams, and Matip. You get a chunk of change. I mean, it won't be a lot but between them. You might get. What thirty million quid maybe? Don't think quite that. Twenty five, whatever maybe, you get, so, yeah. and then you invest that plus X amount into another centre half, and then that's how it half starts to make sense. But like, I'm when I when I hear listen, I'm all in on transfer. But when I hear rumours of like this level of defender, it's like, my God, something's going to be seriously different here. But for us to go and get the midfielders, we think we want. Well, we know for a fact. Do you want you Bellingham? There's Mason Mount. There's Nunez. Now a centre half. It would have to be. It have to be the summer of. Something that we haven't seen forever under this ownership and this management team. No, but I feel like that needs to happen. Yeah, yeah. You need to spend in excess of three hundred million because you've got to a point now where you need at least two midfielders. You do need to centre off because Matip is going to go. Nat Phillips, Reese Williams, and also the fact that Canate has had his injuries this season and he's he's probably been out more than he's played. Virgil Van Dijk has, you know, a yard's gone off him. Uh, to be perfectly honest, he's still unbelievable and he can still get back to it and they haven't had the protection from the midfield um Key that. but I, mm. I feel like you know that we we need to go all for it the, the thing is though is 17 you say 17 mil to me i'm like oh well okay i can potentially see that you say record fee for a defender and i'm like no that's we're not gonna do that and even if there's only a 20 mil difference in that that to me in my brain just it makes me think that we wouldn't do that. He's an unbelievable player. He spoke out about Liverpool and his love for Liverpool as well. So maybe, just maybe, you could basically say to him, what I hope we've said to Jude Bellingham is, you're going to have to do the work here if you want to come to us. We'll pay this much, but you've got to tell your club, please. Which, of course, would we not- wouldn't have possibly done because that would be tapping up. Oh, yeah, no, never no. done that before. No, no never. No. Um, it'll, but, be like, it'll be like the Blackpool, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's he's a brilliant player. Do I see him coming to Liverpool? No, not for that price. But um, he is your future, your future centre half once again for another mm-hmm. eight to ten years at least. So um, yeah, I, I feel like he'll go to Chelsea, mate. That's, well, Chelsea desperately wants him for all. They tried yeah. to get him in the summer in January rather than he can't have any more money left. Space for players, or room in Chelsea yeah. for that matter. <laughs> yeah, just like just, just living space in London. Where you, yeah, where you're you staying? On well, that well, hang on a minute. How it, where are they going to play him? Who in place of? Because Thiago Silva ain't quitting yet. He's got at least ten years left in him. Who's the fellow they signed in January? He's boxing. And they got for Fani. Yeah, got loads. They have got loads. I love Guardiola. Like I brought up the centre back thing months and months ago, and I know like hindsight's the best form of knowledge, if you like. But I, a few people raised eyebrows at me because I think at the time Matip was still okay, Canati was still fit and playing really well. But it just felt like something was coming down the line with all this, and now we're here. And I think we desperately do need to go and get one. It's a weird dynamic for me because part of me thinks going to get Guardiola, who I would do some really bad stuff to get to the Liverpool Football Club for, because I think he's brilliant. I think he's just superb. He will be the next Virgil Van Dijk in my opinion. He's class. He's that good. But there's also a side of me that thinks if Matip's going to go for this low price which he probably will be you go and sign like an Evan and Dicker from Frankfurt who'll be free because he's like your perfect Matip replacement in that sense as well so I'd love us to go all out and go and get Gvardiol because we really need him but the centre-back thing isn't the priority the midfield remains the priority and if we've got 300 million to spend I think all of it has to go in the midfield department I don't think we can kind of cut costs cut corners on that anymore and I also put the pub the other point of this is is that we do sell players like Matip. Kelleher's probably going to go as well. You might get 20 plus for him. I think you're getting 40 for him. Yeah, I think he's, 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 he's unbelievable. Hasn't played enough for that amount of money. I know. But I, so he's he's class. He hasn't, he hasn't got the, the wealth of experience for that amount of money, though, unfortunately. I, I love him. I think he's that good I, of football. I think, I think teams will take a risk on him. It's too much money. Did for you a see keeper who's not played enough. Day? That was Bazuna, wasn't him? Oh, then why does everyone say I've seen that all over Twitter. Loads of people getting it wrong. It wasn't him. I, I, I don't think any less than 30. I do think 30 no, to 40. I think 30. I think he's that talented a player that he warrants a £40 million fee. I really do. I just don't think if you're a football club looking at him and going, he's played what amount of games? 30 games of football for first team at Liverpool? Tops? You can't spend £40 million on that. In my opinion, you, you can't do it. Back, back to the defender situation. 
I think it could be a case of, I mean, three hundred million in my mind, you should be able to get two midfielders and a defender. Like not Jude Bellingham as well, though. You how much did you say? Yeah, but three hundred million. Where the fuck's that coming from? Oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just <laughs> saying that's how much I reckon we at least need to spend. Um, that's I, why. I, if Bellingham's under fifty uh, of it, though. Yeah, hundred and twenty. It's hundred and thirty in pounds, in it. And then. I wouldn't want that Nunes. Don't You're not interested stay in away Mason from Mount, my club, please. Mason Mount, I do one, but I reckon 50 mil is probably as much as I'd go for, for Mason Mount. That leaves me 100 mil for a centre. And you need another, you need another makes it look so easy. See, exactly. I'm, looking at, I'm looking at Fabinho goes out the door. For oh, oh, really? Right. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Right. I'd be shocked, man. I, I'm That's looking at problem. Kelleher goes out the door for let's go lower end of mine, 30 million. And then I'm looking at 130 on Jude Sterling, 80 on Declan, I knew it'd be 40 good. on his best mate, Mason. Yeah. And then we've got money for the centre half, right? So we're, so we're signing. It's easy, right? Are we signing Jude, Declan, and Mason? Yeah. It does sound like we're going to have the toriest team yeah, of all time. Some triangle, I like, mean, that. Some triangle. I mean, like. I'm all for it, but just in general, like. The Tory stronghold on midfield. Honestly, the centre mid is just like blue wall in the middle yeah. of the park. Jacob Reese and Mog there. <laughs> Not what about the centre half situation in a year's time? No, it's coming back. This, 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 this was my next point, Chloe. I'm glad you brought it up, Chris. If Liverpool were good, that would be the exact type of thing that great teams do. They sort it before it becomes a problem. We've got so many things that are a problem that we haven't thought the next one. And I've had this in my house because I used to be skinned. And sort of break, and I couldn't afford to get it fixed. And by the time I, I, I could afford to get it fixed, something else was fucking broke. Mm. And then, and you're always moving on to the next problem where someone who was wiser and better with their money, and at the time probably had a much better job than I had at the time when I was dossing about, they would have been they'd have been prepped for it. They're pulling in that boat now. The, the midfield is a disaster, but already there's cracks in the defence, and you can see it coming. Like, ah, shit, I'm still saving for this. If they were better, they could have had it all boxed off better because he, he did make mistakes, and that's yeah. where we found ourselves. And that's my point on the centre halves. I'm with you. I think they need one, especially if Matip goes. But it comes back to the finances. Can they afford to all at once? They've By getting themselves dug into such a hole with the midfield, it's hard to future proof because you can't future proof when you're already fighting fires now. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but that's the situation that we're, we're left in. And if we're serious about getting back to the top, you need to solve all the problems. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> Imagine and, uh, if we sign no one. I'm so sorry, but oh. imagine. But you know what it's got? Like, do you remember that that famous photo? Of, was it Julio with his seven signings or yeah. something? That's what I'm kind of expecting yeah, this summer, isn't it? But, but like, that's that's why the James Milner thing kind of made sense. It's just one it? less thing to have yeah. to deal with. But, but on that, you, you just said for being to leave as well because like, he's sellable assets still yeah get yeah, that we, shocked we've been really bad at selling which is why selling matter for this 10-15 amount of money is a sensible move because otherwise you let another player walk away for three in a year's time which just seems mad to me but with Fabinho all you're doing there is you're giving yourself another headache like form wise sure. you could probably justify selling him and you're right if you were to get 30, 40 maybe even more million for him that makes so much sense but you're just giving yourself another problem for sure, but I think your problems are all there I think, yeah. I think, and and for me, and this is just my opinion. No, of course, I'm not sure he's it. And Anymore. I agree with and, that. And yeah. a year ago, I could sit here and tell you Liverpool can't improve on Fabinho. Liverpool can improve on Fabinho. Yeah. And, and I think for thirty, forty million, mm-hmm. and yeah, and that's the that's the thing. So. If you can improve on a player, go and fucking do it. That's what's got us into this situation in the first place, not improving on. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. That again, that goes back to the future proof. And it's like, when you're already in Freeman Fielders, can you sell one to go and buy more of them? Because hmm. you already know. That's what they've done. Again, it goes back to the same conversation, Club. But on the whole thing in general, let's go back to the centre-half then. It was Neil Jones who told me on Journal Insights a few weeks ago, um, there's whispers inside Liverpool. This is Matip's last season. I think he wrote it for goal as well in one of his columns. So go and check that out as well. Um, it does feel like, again, if that's the case, sad, but they are going to have to replace him. It almost feels like that could be something like you said before. Do you just go again? Do you just go again with the same four one last time? <laughs> it's a risk. Don't get me wrong because because the injuries. Yep. Matip's career has been injury blighted. The last year was the exception to the rule. And maybe we all got into a you know a bit of a false sense of security. And he's been a bit crap. If truth be told, he hasn't he hasn't had a good season at all. He isn't the only one, and there's a million reasons why I get it. But in a, again, in a summer when so much needs doing, is it worth just going? You know what? We'll just let you go for free next year. We'll keep you rather than bank ten million quid and have to worry about replacing you with someone who's eighty million quid or whatever to make make it worthwhile. You stay one more year. We we go out. We go with Canate, Van Dijk, Gomez, and Matip one more season. Or would that not be in, in, on the cards for you? Um, I, I only said it because when we were all listing the problems in the midfield, is that we need? I just thought FSG aren't, FSG aren't going to do that. They're obviously going to keep them and just let them go for free uh, to solve that problem. I What I want to know is how much can we spend before we break rules? Like, can we go and do what Chelsea did? Or was that just a loophole for them? Like, they obviously found that loophole. I'm not saying we need to spend 600 million in two seasons. They, they- They've done the whole give them a seven year contract thing. Yeah, I don't you won't be able to do that you anymore. Do that anymore to, that's stopping. That's a Jews, I'm we haven't got that money to start shelling but out. I think, that's the I think there's the clamping down. Are, yeah. See, but for the start, Champions League football makes a massive yeah, impact on 100 mil as well, thing. on top of that, and also the attraction that it gives. I think I think you've got too many problems. Like if you just leave it another one, you'll get into this situation yeah, again yeah. two that's years it. down the line. Am I right in saying that the financial fair play stuff is still done over a three-year period? Yeah. So, for example, you could go really big in what year one mm-hmm. and just sell in year two and year three to get it back if you wanted. So there is wiggle room for something yeah. like that. Don't know where we are in those three-year periods, by the way. Yeah. My thinking on that stage in Joe Gomez... In Joe oh, Matip and in Ibu Karate, you've got one centre half. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's the fucking problem. Yeah. Yeah. You've got the games of one centre half, yeah. and that's a really not not a good place to be no. in. Everyone laughs at my Nat Phillips love, and I I'm, I'm I'm on the hill. I would die for Nat Phillips being part of our squad. <sighs> As fourth choice, I'm all for it because he's always fit, Dan. Yeah. He's never, he, he's never, una- he's really unavailable, and you hope to God you don't have to play him. If 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 two, oh, well, say constantly. You don't want him having 15 games, mm. but like. If, if numbers two and three were better at staying fifth, you could get away with it. That's the problem at the yeah. moment is that your fourth choice is, like Chris says, he effectively plays the same amount of games as just He's a regular. Choice. He's a regular player, and that's yeah. where things get worried with that. I think that feels better than Joe Gomez. I've said it a hundred times on the show, and I, I truly believe it. Paul laughs in my face when I say it. I, I wholeheartedly believe it. Gomez adds the, the versatility of being able to do a right-back yeah. job, and that's, that's the difference. But I think if, if Van Dijk should won, and if, I think if Nat Phillips was your four, you could get away with it. If two and three were lads, you could stay on the pitch. But in in Canate, Gomez and Van Dijk and um, Matip, like Chris has just said, we can't rely on either of them. We've got too many players in this team at the minute, and some of them are about to leave. Granted, mm. who just can't stay fit enough, and it's it's, it's becoming a massive problem. It's, it keeps showing its teeth time and time again. Your, your squad looks good. You're on paper, and before you know it, hamstring, muscle injury. Got no no depth left. We found ourselves in that position time and time again. Well, exactly that. Yeah, my biggest concern amongst this entire conversation is that I've got this nagging fee in the back of my head. If we don't address the centre half issue this summer, all the conversations we've had this year about the midfield are going to be having the same ones about the centre half. Well, we had it a few years ago. The centre half. Well, we've already been there, but that was like that was kind of more drastic because there were sort of big injuries that <laughs> happened in the season. You can't really sort of you can't approach that you can't plan for that because that's just one of the things someone like Virgil who's been so injury free his entire career that just happens that's unfortunate but for me we've 
they've all the signs are there now, this midfield breaking down, whether it be injuries or form. So I think we need to go and fix it because otherwise we're just going to have the same problems, the same conversations. But I think you're right on Phillips. I think there's no real reason why, based on recent performances, he consistently isn't better than Joe Gomez because he is. I think we've seen that. Joe Gomez on his day is a nine, he's a nine and a half. But then on the next day, he's like a three or a two. He's that sort of inconsistent. You just can't rely on him. I think for me, when you said Phillips is fourth choice, I kind of wince a little bit because I think for our pecking order, that's too high because our pecking order consists of players that don't play enough. And that's the problem. If Phillips was fifth choice in our pecking order, you go, that's fine. If he's fourth choice in any other squad, you go, yeah, no worries, I can live with that. He's sound, he's reliable, we'll throw him in whenever. But for us, when you're fourth choice, he's probably going to play 20 games a season. Nat Phillips isn't that man. It's just as simple as that. Can I bring another problem in? Um, what <laughs> happens at right back with whatever has been going on in the recent weeks? I still think that's where Trent should play, but you've got the problem with Calvin Ramsey, who I've hardly seen kick a ball about, is out for the season. Mm. I've not... Uh, the, the glimpses that I saw of him, I thought, oh, he looks like a player. But if you're injured yeah. constantly and you're not getting the minutes there, are we going to have to deal... What happens... What, what well, that's why Joe Gomez stays. Well, that's, that's why I did give Joe Gomez new contract. I don't think stays. Gomez is and good Milner enough as a right well, back. Milner to an extent, where, yeah. where are we at with Connor Bradley? He's on loan at the moment, He's on loan at Bolton. He's had a good year at Bolton. So he could come back into the fold He's got him on the match there. for Northern Ireland yesterday as well. Yeah, so he could well. come back into the fold and maybe do something but as well. But in the so. Premier... I don't want him in the Premier League. They've got to back Ramsey, aren't they? They're going to back Ramsey. They've got to, you're right in what you're saying. We haven't seen Luffin, but they signed him for a reason. He cost money for a reason from Aberdeen. He was really good for Aberdeen. Attacking right back in very much in the mould of Trent, which is obviously what they're trying to continue with. So they will back Ramsey. You're right. It's been so frustrating. And I think you've got to feel sorry for the lad in many senses. Young yeah. kid, moved down to Liverpool, picks up injuries, then rules the season He already had out. an injury, but apparently we just decided to brush over that one as well. Found Comes back to not having a doctor and not having things done. Yeah, the start of the season was a shambles. It was yeah, for, yeah, for it was. multiple reasons. We signed Artemelo on deadline day. <laughs> Calvin Ramsey came with an injury. We had no doctor kicking. He went on around. a tour, Jürgen regrets going on tour. Yeah, it, it was a shambles. The whole preseason <laughs> was a mess. Everything was a mess. And this has left us in this situation now. We, we know all that. And unfortunately, we have to double down on some of these decisions. And I think Calvin Ramsey's one of them. Also, what, what if Costas decides <laughs> I can get first team in the Premier League? See then, he then, he'll, then he'll be sold and he'll deal time work out something else. He would. And, that, and this is where it comes back to for me on the Nat Phillips thing is. I just think he wants to play footy. Yeah, as as much as you might think that he wants to be, you know, he's good enough to be four choice. He doesn't fucking want to be here because he's he's not getting the games that he probably thinks he deserves, just like you do. So he'll be gone because he wants to be gone. And there's only so many times you can tell a lad you can go, you can't. You can go, you can't. We've messed him around. Actually, you've got to let him go. Yeah, and and there's no reason because he was supposed to go in January, wasn't he? Steve? Until the uh, Canate got injured, and then so so that conversation there will I will I will almost guarantee yeah I can't let you go, but you can go in the summer. We've got a, a discord that, that conversation that's that will have happened. We've got a discord chat from Sparrow who says Gomez is the better footballer, but Nat is better stopping the ball going in our net. I'd argue that might be more important to defend that. Saying this, his problem is Do that, you need to get that thing? his problem is that he it's all he really does, and that isn't what Klopp wants. Make sense. Yeah, Gomez is a better footballer, but Nat is better stopping the ball going in our net. His problem is that that is all he really does, and that isn't really what. Klopp Do you know wants. what? I had an interesting thing along along those lines. Just about go and get it if you want Take to, mate. It's fine. Okay. Um, but I had an interesting conversation with a barber this weekend, and he was like, "Why doesn't anyone ever talk about Lewis Dunk? Like playing for a side that plays out from the back, right? Your face there, I like, like Lewis Dunk." Well, there you go. Like, for a centre-half who plies a trade at a team who are just as good as us at the moment, right, and centre-half, is he English? Yeah. His yeah. age would be a thing now, though. Did you mention the bar because no one's mentioned your haircut today, by the way? No, because it, uh, it was the fellow who was talking to me about it. I quite liked it if it was someone say I've had the it, was, if it was like your wife. Oh, that's me. That's just conversation yeah. in the hairdressers. Of course. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I think it's a genuine... It was to go and sign him, we're talking about Yeah, it's a, someone what like What is he, like 27? He's got to be older than that. I feel like he's been here for years. Who was find out? Good at free kicks as well. I thought it was an interesting point because he says, why does no one talk about him? I'm like, literally no one talks about him. We talk about all of the other Brighton players. You did it before. You went through a list of the lads, the two yeah. of you, who you liked. No one mentioned the centre-halves. Playing in the same sort of system. He's, not he's 31, enough. by the way. Oh, Thank wow. You he's 31. Yeah, That's why old. no one's talking about him, Barber. Yeah. That'll be it. Barber. That will be That's it. as bad as uh, Dan saying doctor to someone he was into. 
Doctor, yeah, he's doctor. You're right, doctor. I respect that, isn't it? He's fucking, no. he's fucking bought and paid for it, use it. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Not Listen, like Doctor Fox, the and DJ. it's a real title. He was a real. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's getting Mister. <laughs> I need to see the PhD before I call yeah, you yeah. anything. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. he probably had it on the wall behind him on Zoom, didn't yeah. he? Doctor and Mixon. Liverpool could do one of them themselves. Get, get a doctor. Let, let, yeah. I think we got a couple of Discord chats then before I start wrapping up. First of all, got a shout out from Quad Bod who asks about Curtis Jones. Says, um, "Any love for Curtis Jones after how good he was from England under 21s I didn't see it, but I saw the goal. I saw the goal. Yeah. It was a little bit Darwin Nunez, he wasn't it? Was <clears throat> good seeing back. Good seeing on a footy pitch. Usually international footy, you don't want lads playing footy because you're wondering about them. But Chloe Curtis needed minutes. Good to get and listen, go and get some fair off. And like I say, apparently from what I read, England was struggling, but then the, when they them lock came on, they changed the game. So nicely, Curtis getting a few minutes. Yeah, it is. I mean, he's had a, a tough season. He's had a tough couple of seasons, to be honest. I, I remember, I think it was Brentford the way we we drew three three, and he, he scores that goal, and you, you can see the passion in him. Um, but he's been a little bit unlucky with injuries, and also when you look at last season when we nearly won everything, he was never getting into that midfield. He was even as rotation, you know, the early FA Cup games, and then once it gets serious, you're out of it again. Um, nice to see him have a little bit of quality as well on the ball. I, I think he's come on a couple of times this season, and he's most definitely not been the worst player on the pitch. Um, but he is a young lad, and he's going to get heavily criticised because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, nice, nice to see him get a couple a minute a bit of game time I'm not too sure I'll see him the rest of the season though because he'll probably pick up another injury at some it's point it's more a case of like yeah he's another one who just needs a, pre- a full pre-season and get himself <clears> to the end we'll yeah. see what he is because he, I don't think he's proved anything yet but he hasn't no. he hasn't been able to prove it because he hasn't been able to stick it we don't really know the, the general. I think the general consensus that I'm on Liverpool fans with Curtis is he's probably not good enough mm-hmm yeah. But we can't. He hasn't. He hasn't had a chance to show it because he's always been injured. Yeah, and clearly likes him, yeah. and he keeps picking him all the time. But we just haven't. He hasn't been on the pitch enough again. Did, he, did he have a stress related Fracture. injury? That's what they still has. The managing is growing pains and stuff, isn't he? Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? Like because of the problems he's having, he can't even train all the time, and he can't even play all the time. If you can't rely on someone like that, then where are you going in your career, really? Especially at a club like Liverpool, like you need to be, especially the season we've had with the midfield problems, you want to turn to Curtis Jones and say, oh, you're ready, you're, you go and do it, and you're a young lad, come for the academy, etc. Because I don't think loads of people doubt his ability. I, I think he's got lots of ability. I think he's a talented lad, and he's shown it a little bit with that goal. But for me, it's more frustration now with Curtis Jones because it's just not happening for him, and you wonder if it ever will. That's my biggest issue. We're talking about being good at selling assets and selling players, something Liverpool haven't done very well. Curtis Jones could come into that conversation for me. And also, if we in the summer get Jude Bellingham and Mason Mount and maybe another player, good luck to to Uh, you getting a a place positionally as well. Because we've got Fabio Carvalho, who's very similar in a lot of ways, not quite as physically as commanding as Jones, but we've just signed Fabio Carvalho, so we're not going to sort of bin him off in favour of Jones, you wouldn't have thought. So it's a really interesting one. Like I said, I don't doubt his talent. I think he's got a little bit. I just worry that he's ever going to nail down a place in the his, side. His other, sorry, his other position was left wing as well. Yeah, and look at that. that. Yeah. The thing with me for K, for Kerr Jones is the expectations are probably too high. Possibly. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure he's going to be a starting world class midfielder ever. And I like him, and I think he's got he's got something as well. So if you change that viewpoint from this lad came through from the reserves and could be a really good squad option for the next 10 years for us that saves us 30, 40 million, you might find yourself in a better place with Kurt Jones. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm not sure he's ever going to be the Wijnaldum I thought he was maybe going to be a, a couple of years ago. And I also wonder whether, and I know it's not the same, and I'm not framing it in any way, shape or form the same, but I just wonder whether with social media and the 24-hour news cycle... 365 days a year, what we would have been talking about of Steven Gerrard when he was going through his growing pains. Because this happened to some, one of the best players that's ever played for Liverpool Football yeah. Club, who burst onto the scene and was playing right back and all this type of stuff, who had his problems. This does happen with young players at times. And I don't think, I'm not saying Kurt Jones is ever going right, to be yeah. as good as Steven Gerrard, but I wonder whether the world we live in now just doesn't have as much patience for but young players. Just on that, funnily enough, Gerard referenced that himself when he was speaking to Jude Bellingham yesterday during his little post-match thing. But we never going to talk much Bellingham, but Gerard said, you've got yeah. a better body than I have at 19. And Bellingham was like, kind of like, he said, no, genuinely, like, because he had all the issues you thought you kind of Yeah, he did, yeah. And Gerard even age. referenced his struggles. He said, you're miles ahead of where I was at your age. I know Bellingham's miles ahead of 
Curtis Jones, so it's not really a fair comparison, but Gerard did say as much. And you do wonder, like you say, if back then we'd all been watching Gerard going, not really happening for this kid, is it? Like, where is he? He's injured again, you know what I mean? And look how that panned out. So, Absolutely. got one more Discord question. I'll let you have a think about it. I'll give you the question. I'll give the guys at home listening or watching some information, then you can come back with your answer at the end. Uh-oh. Scottish Red asks, How many points do you need? First come fourth. What are you guessing? Oh, that's so, twelve games left. So, is there? Well, I'll tell you, so as it stands, yeah. On, the, tell us. Tottenham are on forty nine after twenty eight, so they've got ten games left. Liverpool are on forty two after twenty six. So basically, what do you reckon fourth is going to take? Have a think. Don't have to do it right now, and um, we'll come back to it. I've got some information to give. I can give you the answer right now. I don't want you to. Though. Okay. Uh, <laughs> It's called a tease, Chris. It's called a suspense. Just to let you guys know at home, listen or watching, we're going to be hosting our very first ever quiz night, a live quiz night, but it's going to be Red Men special, isn't it? When is it, Steve? It is on the 5th of May at Hotel Anfield Friday, the 5th of May. Same if I'm available. I hope you are. You're on the poster. People are are literally looking at your face right now if they're watching. if you're a Redmen Plus Club legend, you should have had an email or check the Discord. Oh, it's your, a Friday. It is. For your priority links, if you're a club captain, you'll get yours soon enough as well. And they will go on general sale later on this week. So if you want to come and join us down at Hotel Anfield, keep an eye on all the channels, all the socials, and that, like I say, if you're one of our subscribers, go and check your emails, go and check your inbox, go and check the Discord, and check the Redmen Plus subscribers group tomorrow for access all to get tickets. But yeah, do come and join us. It isn't just a pub quiz. It's going to be basically lots of messing about, lots of fun, lots of Payjack-inspired chaos. I think that's fair to say. What the fuck did I do? Well, we know you're going to do something. Inspired the chaos. You're yeah, going to absolutely literally. do something. And yeah, while I've got you here, then I want to talk about Redmen Plus as well. After this, we'll have the biased football podcast. If you want to come and join us, like I say, we're talking Conte, we're talking Hodgson, we're talking Manchester United and their ownership, and apparently voting on an app. All that is to come, which is absolutely can't wait to vote I can't wait to be able to download that app and vote for them. But yeah, like I say, if you get involved, sign up as a Red Men Plus Club Captain on a monthly subscription. Use the code BIASED B I A S E D. Yeah, there is an A in it, and you'll get it for two pound a month for three months. So yeah, you're saving yourself a couple of quid each and every month. Right then, guys, I give you long enough. You had your answer already, so I'll come to you first. Because how many points gets top four? For I think you? if you want to guarantee it, thirty six. Next, brilliant. Absolutely fucking fantastic. <laughs> Sorry, what? We've got 36 points to play for. Chris, Chris just guarantee oh, yeah, with all right. of them. You're probably right. Yeah. Even that only gets you 78. Is that going to be enough? Like, well, I, I, I actually think 70. We might need I to get to 70. I literally was saying 70. Yeah. Which is 28 away from where we are now. Oh, we're fucked then. It's 28, we're 28 we're from 12. Yeah. Because yeah. that means Tottenham get it? 20 from 30. We're averaging... What are we averaging at the moment? I don't want less to know. than less than two points a game. It's it's, a, it's an upturn. There's absolutely no two ways about that. <laughs> it's about two and a half points a game. Is that about right for Tottenham then? So if they get twenty, which is two from forty-two, we're on yeah, one point right. six. At the we're averaging one point six points a game, and we need what's the you say seventy points? I think so. So that's twenty-eight. 28, 28 from where we are now. Divide twelve, two point yeah. three. That's, that's because I think tough. That. Well, that's what it probably is. He's probably right. The Liverpool need to get the sh- get a get a shift on. It's going to be hard. I'm not sure. I'm not sure a team can do that with a third of the season left. Well, I think Tottenham don't think think sixty-nine. Yeah, I just that's don't my... think that really. Nice. Uh, yeah, I just so don't we're think just that not getting tough. Finishing on sixty-nine. So I, see, I, I, if it's seventy, I don't think we can do it. I think we. I, I think, think it is seventy. I think so. Do I? I think seventy, and I think Liverpool need to go on a run, and and it's going to be really hard for them. But that's what it is. That's what they, that's the hole they've found themselves in. Yeah. Like I say, if you're not watching this, but hang on a minute, Tottenham have got two less games to do it in. Yeah, yeah. So so they've got ten games and they, and they need twenty one points. Like, well, twenty. Keep it on sixty nine. Yeah, two points okay. is my thinking because their goal difference is better than ours as well right now. Yeah. So I'm having them on sixty nine, us on seventy to do it. That's my. So they're oh. Their so goal difference, no, average, their goal difference is worse than ours. So they're going to average. Two they're on twelve. We're on eighteen. We can both finish on sixty nine then, if you like. Oof, oof. Nice. Oof. Double nice. Well, that's the idea, isn't it? Twice as nice. You both finish on 69. <laughs> that is the point. That's exactly why we're here. I can't beat that. So can't, that. That is the perfect way to end the show. Do come and join us for the Bias Football Podcast. Like I say, do come and get involved. Can kids go on? What are they talking yeah. about? Uh, uh, Just fine. Google. Yeah, don't Google. No. <laughs> no. Private browser. Absolutely not safe way. Come and join us for Bias. Come and join us down at Hotel Anfield for the quiz. And we'll be back next time with the Red Men Originals. Take care, everyone. See you in a bit. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.